0: Did you know that June is PTSD Awareness Month? In 2014, the Senate designated the full month of June for National PTSD Awareness. The 27th of June is the official PTSD day in memory of a National Guard member from North Dakota. So please be aware that June is PTSD Awareness Month. And we'll be having a special episode about PTSD coming up real soon on Mood Food. (music) And good day to you, and thank you so much for tuning in to Mood Food. We are now on episode number seven. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us for today's broadcast. The views, opinions, and positions expressed in this podcast called Mood Food are in no way the views, opinions, and positions of the Department of the Air Force the Department of Defense, the United States government, including resources listed during today's podcast. We are so grateful that you have decided to tune in for today's podcast. We have a great one that I know will apply to many of our listeners out there. Today we're going to be talking about sleep and the possible issues that you may be experiencing, but most importantly, hopefully some solutions that you can find useful to your sleeping patterns. That's what we're going to be here for you today and discussing. Thank you so much to everyone who's continuing to download us and like us and give us those reviews. We've had a lot of interaction on the Facebook page and we've had some emails coming through, so we really appreciate that. If you have any show ideas, email us at moodfoodpodcast.com at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook. It's Mood Food Podcast. Very easy to find. Let us hear from you. Let us know where you are listening uh, from and we will get back to you and tell you thank you so much for listening. Please keep reviewing all of the items shared in each episode. The podcast is here for you, and the more you review, the more you will see yourself making progress as you are provoked by situations that can trigger unhealthy thinking patterns and unwanted reactions. Remember that reviewing is part of your mood, food, diet. Today's podcast is called Quality Sleep is a challenge and today's topic is one we can all relate to it is an estimated that sleep related problems affects 50 to 70 million americans of all ages and socioeconomic classes most if not all of the patients that i see endorse some form of sleeping issues whether it is getting to sleep or staying to sleep the most common causes for disruptive sleep can be due to a variety of different items and things Physical issues such as gastrointestinal issues, pain, allergies, asthma, and I know a big one for me is frequent urination. I drink a lot of water throughout the day. And then some nights I get up like three or four times marching all night to the toy toy, and that's exhausting. I can't even get a good night's rest because I'm always going to the bathroom. So that's a behavior I'm gonna start changing, and that's part of the tips I'm gonna be sharing with you today, along with others. And I will put these tips in our description for the program, that way if you don't have a pen and paper right now, don't worry, they'll be in the program description there for you. And so that behavior can be very tiring, as I just got through saying. So another cause could be psychiatric issues such as chronic anxiety, depression triggered by situational and chronic life stressors. Uh, You could be affected by changes in routine, retirement, job loss. You may have recently lost a loved one or you may have moved to a new location can be very disruptive to your sleeping pattern. Environmental factors such as alcohol use. Light, noise, or extreme temperatures can also throw off your sleeping patterns. So you see, sleeping patterns can be disrupted by multiple factors. The guidelines I'm going to share with you are some sleep hygiene tips that you will hopefully find useful and beneficial to you. I want to stress, though, that if you are having chronic health problems, make sure that you go see your physician so he or she can see if there's any other underlining issues or conditions going on. That's very important. So here are the guidelines that I promised you. All of which I'm about to share is public knowledge. You can Google it. You can look it up out there, and there are many different resources out there that are very useful for sleep. These that I, uh, the ones that I have picked for today's show, are very uh, most effective that I have found in my own personal life, and so I just wanted to share them with you. So let's go ahead, and we are going to take part in reading the sleep hygiene guidelines list. So we're going to start off with sleep only as much as needed to feel refreshed the following day. Restricting time in bed helps to consolidate and deepen your sleep patterns. Spending excessive time in bed can lead to a fragmented style and shallow sleeping pattern. The second part here is have a routine wake-up time. That's, you have to do that seven days a week. I know that's hard because I do like to sleep in on Saturday and Sunday, right? But a regular wake-up time in the morning will help set your biological clock and leads to regular sleep onset. And the next one is your bedroom should be comfortable and free from light and noise. A comfortable bed and bedroom environment will reduce the likelihood that you will wake up during the night. Excessively warm and cold rooms can disrupt sleep as well. A quiet environment is more uh, sleep-promoting than a noisy one, of course. Noises can be masked with background white noises such as the noise of a fan or you can sleep with earplugs. Bedrooms may be darkened with blackout shades or you can wear sleeping masks. Position clocks out of sight. And I have to do this because I'm a clock watcher. And if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm going to look at the clock. And then the next night, I wake up at the same time because I'm programming my brain to wake up at that particular time. So I said no more. So you have to cover up that. So uh, make sure you position your clocks out of sight since clock watching can increase anxiety about the lack of sleep. Let me tell you, at night, I have three sound machines and we sleep with a fan, and we have a humidifier going, and on my phone, I have another fan noise, and do you think that really works for me some nights? Heck, to the know, I have a hard time some nights really getting a good night's rest so I all these tips I'm sharing with you I do utilize them and I'm trying to get better at that but you know life gets in the way and sometimes it's just not a perfect situation for me to adopt these but I'm trying them as I can. Another important thing that I have definitely cut back on is caffeine. You want to avoid caffeine four to six hours before bedtime. Caffeine disrupts sleep even in people who do not subjectively experience such an effect. You know, individuals with insomnia are more sensitive to mild stimulants than are normal sleepers. Caffeine is found in items such as coffee, tea, Soda, chocolate, and many over-the-counter medications like Excedrin. This one right here, I'm going to tell on my sister. So, nicotine. Bad, bad, bad. Avoid nicotine before bedtime. Although some smokers claim that smoking helps them to relax, nicotine is a stimulant. Hello out there. Thus, smoking, dipping, and chewing tobacco should be avoided near bedtime and during the night. Alcohol. There is a bad, bad, bad reputation out there, or, or I should say, uh, idea that using alcohol to sleep you know, is going to be effective. I'm sorry to say, it, it is not. It is not. And so avoid alcohol after dinner. A small amount of alcohol often promotes the onset of sleep. But as alcohol is metabolized, sleep becomes disturbed and very fragmented. Thus, alcohol terrible idea for sleep aid you don't want to do that sleeping pills Sleep medications are effective, but only temporarily. Scientists have shown that sleep medications lose their effectiveness in about two to four weeks when taken regularly. And so despite advertisements to the contrary, over-the-counter sleeping aids have little impact on sleep beyond the placebo effect. Over time, though, sleeping pills actually can make sleep problems worse. So when sleeping pills have been used for an extended amount and long period of time, withdrawal from the medications can lead to insomnia rebound. Thus, many individuals incorrectly conclude that they need sleeping pills in order to sleep normally. Exercise and hot baths. Avoid vigorous exercise within two hours of bedtime. Regular exercise in the late afternoon or early evening seems to aid sleep. Although the positive effects often takes several weeks to become noticeable, you know, exercising sporadically is not likely to improve sleep and exercise within two hours of bedtime may elevate the central nervous system activity and interfere with sleep onset napping during the day avoid that if you can many individuals with insomnia pay for daytime naps more with more sleepless nights so thus it is best to avoid daytime napping and if you do nap be sure to schedule naps before 1500 or 3 p.m eating a light snack at bedtime may be sleep promoting a light bedtime snack such as a glass of warm milk cheese or a bowl of cereal can promote sleep you should avoid though the following foods at bedtime of course any caffeinated foods such as chocolate peanuts, beans, most raw fruits and vegetables, since they may cause gas, and high-fat foods, such as potato or corn chips. Avoid snacks in the middle of the nights, since awakening may become associated with hunger. Avoid excessive liquids in the evening. Reducing liquid intake will decrease the need for nighttime trips to the bathroom. I'm very guilty of that. As I mentioned earlier, I feel like three and four times during the night, I'm marching to and from the toy toy and it's exhausting. So I've already started that behavioral change where I'm cutting off liquids a certain amount of time before bedtime. Do not try to fall asleep. If you are unable to fall asleep within a reasonable amount of time, about 15, 20 minutes, or when you notice that you're beginning to worry about not being able to fall asleep, get out of the bed, Leave the bedroom and engage in a quiet activity such as reading. When ready, return to the bed only when you are able to go to sleep. Particularly look for getting sleepy and then you know you're ready to try it and lastly here don't have worry time in the bed plan time earlier in the evening to review your day plan the next day or deal with any other kind of problems that you may have been faced with worrying in bed can interfere with sleep of course it can interfere with going to sleep and cause you to have shallow sleep and you don't want that you want to make sure that you are taking care of business And that way you can go to bed on a clear conscience and a clear mind, not going to bed with a mind full of things that that you need to process. Try to do that earlier on throughout the day before bedtime. Remember to keep using the tools to hopefully get a better night's sleep so you can thrive the next day. There will be situations, though, when it is not going to be easy. You may feel more tired than usual, but you can do it. Just stick to the routine and take the steps needed to change the behaviors in your life that you want to change regarding your overall sleeping patterns and if your sleep uh, sleep improves that is terrific celebrate it like you've celebrated everything else that you are doing for yourself and build off those successes thank you so much for joining us for today's broadcast of mood food please make sure that you subscribe to us you rate us you like us if you have downloaded us from the apple podcast platform please leave us a review there we would greatly appreciate that remember the disclaimer at the beginning because i'm sticking to that and remember to keep your mood full of positive mental food always. And if you have any show suggestions or you just want to say hi, let us hear from you. Email us at moodfoodpodcast at gmail.com or get on Facebook and find our page there. It's Mood Food Podcast. Drop us a line there. We would greatly appreciate that. Thank you, everyone, for all of your support. Stay strong. Stay healthy. Stay healthy. Be there for each other, support each other, and whatever foundation you believe in out there, say a prayer for all of us. We need it so desperately in today's world. And we appreciate you out there. Please be careful. And until next time, we will talk to you soon. I'm your host for Mood Food, Jason Gordon.